There are no leaves left on the trees, and the limbs are weighted with ice and bending low. Many of them have broken and fallen across the drive. Beyond the drive, down where it and the road meet, where the bar ditch is, there is a brown, savage run of water. It is early afternoon, but already it is growing dark and the fifth week of the storm raves on. I have never seen such a storm of wind and ice and rain, not here in the south, and only once before have I been in a cold storm bad enough to force me to lock myself tight in my home. So many things were different then, during that first storm. No better but different. On this day while I sit by my window, looking out at what the great, white, wet storm has done to my world, I feel at first confused and finally elated. The storm, the ice, the rain, all of it, it's the sign I was waiting for. I thought for a moment of my wife, her hair so blonde it was almost white as the ice that hung in the trees, and I thought of her parents, white-headed too, but white with age, not dye, and of our little dog Constance, not white at all, but all brown and black with traces of tan, a rat terrier mixed with all other blends of dog you might imagine. I thought of all of them. I looked at my watch. There wasn't really any reason to. I had no place to go, and no way to go if I did. Besides, (laughs) the battery in my watch had been dead for almost a month. Once, when I was a boy, just before nightfall, I was out hunting with my father. Out where the bayou water gets deep and runs between the twisted trunks and low-hanging limbs of water-loving trees. Out there where the frogs bleed and jump and the sun don't hardly shine. We were hunting for hogs. Then out of the brush came a man, running. He was dressed in striped clothes and he had on very thin shoes. He saw us and the dogs that were gathered about us, blue ticks, long-eared and dripping, spit from their jaws. He turned and broke and ran with a scream. A few minutes later, the sheriff and three of his deputies came beating their way through the brush, their shirts stained with sweat, their faces red with heat. My father watched all of this with a kind of hard-edged cool, and the sheriff, a man Dad knew, said, There's a man escaped off the chain gang, Hiram. He run through here. Did you see him? My father said that we had, and the sheriff said, Will those dogs track him? I want them to, they will, my father said, and he called the dogs over to where the convict had been where his footprints in the mud were filling slowly with water, 
and he pushed the dog's heads down toward these shoe prints one at a time and said, Sick em. And away the hounds went. We ran after them then, me and my dad and all these fat cops who huffed and puffed out long before we did. And finally we came upon the man, tired, leaning against a tree with one hand, his other holding his business while he urinated on the bark. He had been defeated some time back, and now he was waiting for rescue, probably thinking it would have been best to have not run at all.